0: Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed me. If Karga said you were coming, we have your border. I like those odds. I
1: have a
0: bad feeling about this. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to Forest Moon Radio, an X-Wing miniatures podcast. Forest Moon Radio is a twice-monthly podcast talking about all things Star Wars, with a huge emphasis on the X-Wing board game.
2: So welcome to Forest Moon Radio. Here, let's start. We'll go around, introduce each other. My name is Igo Atreides. I am from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Crescent City Corsairs. Recording out of my office space in Abita Springs. Who dat? <laughs> Today, definitely who dat?
0: No doubt, another win.
1: My name's Luke. Uh, you may know me as the lunatic online. Twitch, and on TTS, and so on. Uh, I'm out of London, Ontario. I'm with Ewok Squadron, and I am flying out of my office today.
0: And uh, last but not least for right now, I'm Dave from Ewok Squadron in London, Ontario as well, and I'm flying out of the basement by the seat of my pants.
2: So, I figure let's begin with the major thing that happened this past weekend, and that's Crate. Just a talk a bit about it since it just happened a few hours the finals just wrapped up yeah
1: so So very, um, uh, very exciting games happened
2: it was i was most happy i mean elephant in the room nantex won. okay but there was a lot of more diverse lists that appeared especially in the top 32 you still had the nantex there but even the finals it wasn't nantex versus nantex it was nantex versus FO.
1: Yep. Kenneth he, or Ken, he had a, a great showing there. Uh I actually I was participating I went three and three yesterday at Crate and he was my first opponent and he was a he's a great guy. Um I did not
0: participate, so I'm gonna let you guys kinda chat about it a bit.
1: Okay. Yep.
2: Well, and you looked at the list some. Um anything stuck out to y'all? I did, yeah. Uh I think the a major thing that stuck out to me just was when you had FO, it was a lot of the new uh, Ski Shuttle, or G-Skut Shuttle. There's, I'm still confused how you should pronounce it.
1: It's I 11. a lot of people are saying Zai.
2: I can get into it. looks like it's Greek to me, but then it should be pronounced differently. Um, but um, that I was happy to see new stuff there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I ran into a couple of HMPs in one list. I ran into a list with a LAT as well. I did not run into the size Shuttle, I don't believe. But it was really cool to see the new ships on the table, learning the new abilities, like the side slip on the HMP, uh, the fire court.
0: Oh, I'd love to see that happen. but
1: The side slip
2: is, I think, the most fun thing. I've been flying four of them myself, and it's just exhausting, but it's fun.
1: Yeah, there, there was two of them on my list and, and uh, four other vultures I was flying uh, six vultures and two hyena bombers so I, I would number them by a couple of ships but it was still really fun to, to see them and see what they can do and what what to expect from that side slip whether it made a huge difference but uh, the biggest the biggest thing is with that 180 arc they, they always had their gun on something which is uh, pretty awesome
2: And I think something you said earlier about them needing to focus fire, I think you're right with that. Like a swarm, it would be very difficult with their network aim. They need to choose one thing and just focus fire it to wipe it out.
1: Absolutely, yeah. They don't, in case anyone's unaware, they do not have the regular uh, hyena and vulture ability of network calculation. They have their uh, brand new chassis ability, which requires... They cannot spend locks on their attacks. They get rerolls depending on how many locks are on the uh, defender.
2: It's like a super fire control system.
1: So I ran to a couple of those, and I ran to a LAT. How did that game go with the LAT? I was I was really curious about their built-in abilities. So it was a LAT and three Torrents uh, that all had Concussion Missiles and Plo Koon with uh, CLT. I was able to set up my form nicely, and uh, I got kind of adjusted. by everything. They kind of spread out and then moved in, but I had all my guns facing the lat on the first turn, and I was able to take him out in one turn. Was it just the generic? No, it was Warthog. Okay. And then uh, I had two discords on him, so the next turn... So I didn't defeat him that engagement phase, but the next turn he ran into me, and the discord... He didn't move, so the Discord went behind him. The Discord had nowhere to go, so it blew up and dealt the last damage to him. But because his ability requires a ship to die in the engagement phase to stay on the field, it died in the activation phase.
2: Oh, man. Oh. So he
1: didn't get uh, any of his fire or his chassis ability for his friends the next turn. So all the torrents just kept on bumping and they never had focuses for the rest of the game.
2: I well, think Warthog's just... the main one we're going to see. I've played two games with the generic. Someone was flying the generic. I didn't fly, unfortunately, in Crate, but I've just been playing. Um, seen the generic with Seven Fleet Gunner, but I think Warthog's the strongest. They're just too expensive, in my opinion.
1: There was the one in Crate that had just... Clone Commander Cody on him and that was it yep that's
2: 58 uh, points
1: Yeah. so if you start stacking these Jedi and these 7th Fleet Gunner uh, um, like upgrade cards uh, they're going to get quite expensive because they already start in their 50s so it's a little it's a little hard to fit these new Jedi crew in these lists and still have an efficient list to put on the table
2: We got to see some different scum stuff. I mean, you had a Nim Dengar Cavil. You had a bunch of M3As. You had Octors, Bosk plus Boba.
1: Got some fang fighters out there.
2: I think Crate might be one of the more diverse groups we've seen.
1: Absolutely. Uh, one list I'd like to shout out that I wish went a little bit farther, but he won his top 32 game uh, was uh, Joshua Kuntz. He was flying Ray, uh, quite the standard Ray that we've seen, but with a shield upgrade with Rose, Tico, Corsella, and Contraband Cybernetics, and the title and the shield upgrade on there, but also had the Star Fortress, which I don't believe I've ever seen in a cut for a tournament.
0: Well, I was, I was talking about it before the episode, and I haven't seen it literally since 1.0. Yeah,
1: I, I'm definitely tempted to put it on the table now, because from what I saw in the game, Benny just tanked so many shots, and Ray was able to um, stick around and just deal the damage that she needed to. Pretty awesome. He was very skilled at flying both those ships. He, I know that there's not like a whole lot... On the, on the Star Porsche style, but when you slap pattern analyzer on there, it really opens it up, so you're not afraid to do those right maneuvers. Well, just
2: bringing that takes a lot of guts, knowing no one's going to see it. Everyone thinks it's just a lumbering thing of nothing, and you got that far. 4-2 in and Swiss, and then top 16.
1: I'll shout out a buddy of mine, Johnny Ray, who flies them. Mo- over. Yep. Home.
2: <laughs> uh Johnny flies them all the time.
1: He flies three and they all have tragedy simulator and all the bombs <laughs> and, and so he just throws those seismics out there, gets the rocks out of the way, and then he just moves in and he has that huge arc. Pretty sure the largest arc in the game. And he just tries to get in close and take out the ships with all that beef. Pretty awesome to watch. Hi Johnny. Let's see here. Is there? A, and there was a um, a couple of Alpha strike lists in here that did pretty well. I'm trying to spot out a couple here that I lots really- of raised easy. Yeah, and uh, some Rebel ones too. I saw a Re- uh, Wedge Luke and Nora in the Y-wing. ...instead of the regular, like, Wedge Luke, AP5, or Jake. That's, he got an extra beefy ship in there. But all they had on the was proton Torpedoes... ...there was no Afterburners or Chopper or... He any. did
2: well. He did 5-1 in Swiss with that Rebel List. And finished top 32.
1: I didn't see any Scum Aggressors getting to the top this time. But that's okay. I wouldn't mind talking a little bit about the top four game... Yeah, with, uh, let's Octor. go
2: ahead.
1: That was Octor flying his now infamous Bosque Boba list. This sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. His Bosque
2: list
1: is great. He's been trying sure other things
2: you,
1: with it. Just making sure that he's always shooting at the butt with Boba, make, getting maximum of effectiveness of all his toys. He uses all of his crew and upgrade cards on bosk every turn if you he can help it it's just making use of what you got what he had could punch really hard and he, even flying a large base like bosk he still he still flew so well and knew exactly where to be to be behind those rocks for those extra dice just That's- knew exactly where to turn in to- for
2: what bosk is worth he does so much with it it's just a 71 point Ship. Yeah,
1: and unfortunately in this one he lost Bosk a little early, but Boba still put up a huge fight, and it looked like he had it there for a uh, for a bit.
2: Which does go to show. I mean, this is an expensive Boba, but you don't need Maul on him or a slave one.
1: No, instead you can go eight or ten points more than the regular Boba and. Have something better. It's just kind of, it's really cool how he found Bosk to fit in here. And it's at $1.99, too. So it's, he's not trying for a bid, really. So
2: I've played against Octor's Bosk, and as i practiced against him, he's like, he was trying to find a wingman. So I guess he stuck a very expensive Boba in there.
1: Paid off. I would love to see Octor win one of these tournaments. so. So would I. That way, Ryan Farmer can stop teasing him.
2: You just have to... Uh, <laughs> get rid of the Nantex.
1: I understand why, but Dion won't do that. No. He's not going to defend the community like that.
2: I agree with not getting...
1: It's just another mystery to solve. How do you defeat a 248-point list? I'll agree that the Nantex were overpriced before, but...
2: I mean, I, I finished uh, top four in the Renegade Tournament... Flying the wholesome three nantex with Ensnare, Grievous.
1: Yeah, and you don't see that in here. No. Although I think if the same people that are doing really well with these uh, Spam Techs, I think that they could do something with that. problem I mean, is Ensnare, you you they, made,
2: they made Ensnare too expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they justified it by lowering the chassis. And this is what happens.
1: Yeah, but they still got more expensive after that, except for SunFAC.
0: So, how many, how many entrants did you say? It was two seventy one, two hundred seventy one participants?
1: Two hundred seventy three, I believe. Do you know how many lists were spam texts? I believe it took up, I think it was thirty something percent. Wow. But don't quote me on that, because. I don't remember. Well,
0: I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to volunteer the information first, but I thought I i thought I saw Bohan post something about 71 of the lists were Nantex. Out of the 273.
2: And it's all Bohan's fault. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's okay. It is, but it isn't. I mean, there was other spam in Corellia besides him.
2: Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, I was yeah. just joking with that. He just won it, so now it's like everyone looks to that as the start of the invasion.
1: I wonder who will be the. Um, I know, uh, fly better. They said after they interviewed Bohan, no more Nantex players on our on our uh, on our podcast.
0: Well, then they should interview the second, third, or fourth place list.
1: I think that they choose like as they're playing. Oh. Maybe one of these days we'll have uh, somebody that wants to hop on here and chat with us. If you're listening to this and you want to put out your um, some uh, criticism or you just want to hop on and say hello, reach out to us. And we'll try and get you on the show.
0: Yeah, you. We can. I'm not sure if we have email, but you can follow us on Instagram and message us there or on this Discord channel.
1: Yep. You can reach out to any of us. Uh, we can invite you to the channel. Or you can just uh, private message us. My, you can find Lula Lunatic pretty easily. I'm on almost every Discord server. <laughs> Is there any other stuff we want to look at for Crate? No, I think... I wouldn't mind shouting out Scott. Go ahead. It's a local of ours. did very, very yeah. well.
0: So, so, where did he finish?
2: Scott Oliverson.
0: He's one of yeah. our favorite players uh, out of the game chamber here in London.
1: Yeah, he got he, number four in MOV and went 6 0 in Swiss and then lost in the top three.
2: Flying with a ski shuttle.
1: Yeah, he had
0: he was flying first order. He had Kylo Ren in the silencer, obviously, Commander Malloris with proud tradition, and three Epsilon Squadron cadet Thai FO fighters. That's pretty, ba- pretty bare bones, but he did all right.
1: I think a lot of people were looking at Commander Maleris and the Typhos has a really good starting point for this building.
0: Yeah, we were playing around with it on Tuesday. He had those actually almost the same list out.
1: I I don't mind that at all. Just, even if you just have just Typhoes with her and then maybe put Agent Erick's crew on there.
0: Yeah, Terex. I had that actually. I tried Malorus with Terex.
2: But Kylo's a good finisher, so like you have that good alpha mid game and then Kylo just can
1: Yeah if you have finish that off. Those TIE fighters can't like keep target on everyone. They're only the I ones, right? So Yeah, if you're if you're flying FO and you're not flying Kylo, you better have a good plan. Just like uh it's like our second place finisher, Ken, there with the hollow and three uh, three of the silencers. Yeah, It's it's cool to see it. the less performing factions making a showing this time. So, should we jump topics now? Uh, I think that I shouted out whatever I was thinking about Crate. I really enjoyed watching it. This is one of the ones that I I didn't really pay attention to the last one that much. I was kind of busy, but I actually got to play in this one. Had a great time, went 3-3, three and three, met a lot of great people.
0: It is, it is nice to see such large turnouts. I guess it's a lot easier when they're online. Unfortunately, I work weekends, so I haven't been able to participate in any of these big ones. And but this was a, awesome. I'm glad the community's still having fun.
2: This was a New York time zone one, so...
0: Yeah, that would have been right up our alley here in London, yep. London, Ontario, Canada, not not the UK.
1: Yeah, it was Eastern time, so it was right on our time zone. Yep.
0: So you
2: didn't have like all the American people waking up at 4 a.m. to play, or 8 p.m.
1: Yeah, I was I was playing with the uh, dude Seth, and he he's like, "It's getting quite late here." I'm like, "What time is it there?" Five thirty. Wait, that's my time. <laughs> Yeah, but probably twelve hours ahead, right? <laughs> no, no, no. He's uh, he was just joking around. It was it was five thirty his time, like five thirty p.m. But he was just joking around. He'd be tired. Oh I, was, oh, I just thought it was funny. Anyway, yeah. What else? Uh, Crate was awesome. Dion did a great job. So did uh, D and everybody else that uh, put it together.
2: Yep, I think this whole thing was a great little little it was huge great thing they did so we have one more and then Coruscant
1: so the next one is Mustafar
2: yep and I think that is hyperspace
0: ooh hyperspace I haven't heard that in a long time
1: yeah you won't be able to take the crack shot with those Nantex. or you can take Deadeye oh dear
0: oh (laughs) dear And do you guys know when the next one is? When that is, uh, Mustafar?
1: Uh, I just know that I can't do it, so I didn't keep it in my calendar, but search it up right now on Goldsport's website. Cool.
2: Mustafar is October 24th to 25th.
1: Yep, 24th to 25th. Hyperspace, highlighted. And then chorus so that's Dallas time zone, Texas, Central, Daylight Time, and then Central Standard Time for...
2: Tickets uh, are uh, still available.
1: Unfortunately, these are the weekends that my wife works, so yep. it's hard for me to get in there.
0: When you say tickets still available, could you actually sell out of an online event?
2: He like- puts a cap on it.
1: Oh, I see. Crate sold out, didn't it?
2: It did. There was a wait list. I was signed up for it. I had to drop out, so... Someone on the the way
0: to. Is the cap to kind of, you know, so that it can all be fit into two days?
2: Yeah, and I think it's like capped at in the 200s, high 200s.
1: Oh, sorry, you just skipped one. There's still Ryloth to.
2: There is Ryloth, you're right.
1: Yeah, which is uh, Warsaw.
2: That is October 17th to 18th, and tickets are still available for that as well.
1: Yeah, so we still got a month and a half before Coruscant. So where is Fawn from? I believe... I believe he's Dutch.
2: Not... Probably playing in that one as well.
1: Yeah, he's won two so far. He should go for the Triple Crown. Uh, He might be saving everything for Coruscant. I think he's got a good chance. Not everything is luck. No. That's everything we want to talk about. Create. Yep. Um, what was the next subject you wanted to tackle?
2: So, my favorite topic in X Wing is jank. It's stuff that shouldn't work, garbage that you put together that is amazingly fun. That is one of my favorite things, especially from 1.0. Just putting things together that, you know, there's the meta. But outside the meta, you have these weird ships that interact. So I love talking about it and showing it so I thought let's talk. Have y'all ever flown anything completely should be garbage, but it works.
0: Everything I fly is garbage.
2: but does it work?
0: <laughs> no, yeah, it does I'm kidding. I, I did fi- I did fly against something. No, I I don't usually, I don't actually often make up my own lists, and I kind of just stick to one lately. But last weekend I flew against something that I think it'll fit into this. It's it's definitely ships that around here aren't used very much, and uh, they're used in an interesting way. Go ahead. Oh, okay, cool. I thought you might start, but I I can do no, that. No, you can. No. So, cool. Well. So I played against uh, a, re- a really nice guy up here last Saturday. We have uh, one gaming store here in London, the Game Chamber, that is actually open and socially distanced, of course. So there was like a, a small Saturday event. And I played my Boba Fenn list, obviously. And this list kicked my butt, which doesn't happen a lot. So I'll just name the ships and then I'll go over the um, the upgrades he didn't have like a fancy or funny name for it, but it's Hera Sandula in the VCX one hundred, Luke Skywalker in the T sixty five X Wing, and Arvil Crinid or Krined in the in the A Wing, R Z A Wing. I
1: call him Arvil Crinid. Crinid?
0: Sure. A C man. A C. Anyways, let me uh let me let me break down the list in, in full and then I'll tell you how annoying it was. So on, on Arvil Crinid or Crinid he's got Intimidation and Daredevil. On Luke Skywalker he had Sense and the Servo Motor S foils. Yeah. And Hera had the Dorsal Turret, Intimidation, Cassian Andor, Zeb, and Veteran Turret Gunner. Oh, I love so, a good Cassian. Cassian, that's well, interesting.
2: Cassian yeah, is so I had, good.
0: I haven't really come across it. I don't play Rebels a lot. I didn't even read the card before the start of the game. But man, between... He's got Sense on Luke, Cassian on Hera, and then he is really good at flying the A-Wing. So he basically was looking at my dials every round and be, you know, positioning himself. Uh, Hera can move her dials in a different way than Boba Fett. But, uh, man, he was always in the way, rolling five or, you know, four or five red dice at me. And, man, is Arvel annoying when Fenn needs an action. He, he constantly knew where Fen was going to go. One of, the, one of the rounds, I thought, oh, I'm going to escape. I'm going to go around this asteroid. He had Arvel just close enough to bump Fenn. And uh, Hera was right in front of him as well. And melted Oh,
2: no. Okay, so for anyone not that doesn't know Cassian, it's like, what does he do? Because he's not really used that much as a crew.
0: Cassian means yeah,
2: during the system phase, you may choose one enemy ship at range 1 to 2 and guess out loud a bearing and speed. Then look at that ship's dial. If the chosen ship's bearing and speed match your guess, you may set your dial to another maneuver. So how that works is you guess... So you have your ships, you look at which one's range two, one to two of Hera, you guess out loud, I think you did this maneuver. And you get to look at it.
0: Yeah. Even even if you don't guess and right, so you're you, still looking at it.
2: Exactly. If you get it right, you get to change. And if you don't, you still know. How I use Cassian on my K Wings.
0: K Wing. Oh yeah.
2: And um a trick I learned from when I first started using him. Plan for the maneuver you think they're going to do. You guess out loud your second choice, what they may do. And that list is genius, because sense on Luke, you get to sense, see someone's dial. So I'm guessing he used it like this. He looked at someone's dial with sense, used Cassian to change Hera, and then if another ship did something else, he would also respond by changing Hera.
0: Yeah, well, and Hera's ability is also... After you reveal a red or blue maneuver, you may set your dial to another maneuver of the same difficulty. So he's got the option, even if he guesses wrong with Cassian, he's still got the option to change Hera's dial. He's got Cassian. He's also got sense on Luke. So I, I swear, ev- other than the first round, every round he was looking at almost both dials. I had uh, Boba Fenn, two-ship list. And uh, like I said, he, he had practiced this list. He was so good with it. He knew exactly how to position Arvel. And even actually on Hera, uh, Zeb, uh, probably people have used Zeb more often. You know, even if he's touching, he's still shooting. Yeah, I'm shooting yep. back, but at, at uh, range 0 to 1, Hera punches really hard, man.
2: So did y'all see the new um, the rules document change, the rules reference guide?
1: Yeah, but... Um...
2: So, interesting story. One of those rules is kind of because of what I brought up from the very beginning of
1: 2.0.
2: So the rules reference just changed, and they added a question. Does revealing a dial or looking at a dial affect the other things? And from the very beginning of 2.0, so I was using Cassian with my K-Wings, and a question Mm -hmm. came up because Cassian I get to look at is looking at count as revealing, is looking at counting as flipping. And then informant as well, hmm. and sense, say the similar things.
0: Yeah, okay. look at its dial. If you spend sense, one force, you may choose. Okay, yeah.
2: Sense says look at, informant, listening device says they flip. So my opponent was like, well, do I get to use advanced sensors? Because I'm flipping my dial, I'm revealing the dial to you, can I use advanced sensors right now? And and that just went down a whole rabbit hole of then we talked about like, well, it doesn't say flip back. So one of the steps in the rules reference for executing a maneuver says to flip your dial. So can you actually do that? It was this whole big chain. It drove our TO insane. And he emailed, he sent an email, like, immediately. And we still have that email around from, like, breaking it down and saying, these are the rules, and that email has been shared. And I thought it was hysterical seeing the actual rules reference updated
0: to that exact thing.
1: <laughs> so it does count.
0: So, so how does it end? Yeah, how does it end up? It ends up, even if you reveal... You're not revealing.
2: Reveal only happens at that... So even if your dial is flipped up, you are still technically revealing when it gets to the reveal step.
1: Okay, so it doesn't actually trigger until the beginning of that ship's activation. Yes,
2: even though you've already revealed.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think I've heard about some kind of shenanigans like that happening. But yeah, you don't know until it's until FFG gives you an answer.
2: So yeah, the rules reference, in case anyone listening hasn't, It's the question is, what is the difference between flipping a dial face up and revealing a dial? The answer is, flipping a dial face up is the manual act of turning the dial such that the face of the dial is visible. Revealing a dial is a specific act that occurs during a ship's activation. A ship that reveals its dial does flip the dial face up as part of the process, however, other effects to flipping a dial face up, such as informant upgrade, listening device condition, do not reveal the dial for the purpose of abilities that trigger when a dial is revealed.
0: Additionally, kind of what I would have thought.
2: Yeah, it's what everyone thought, but it's something that just. Additionally, a ship that has a flipped, that has flipped its dial face up, can still reveal that dial at the appropriate time. And trigger any relevant effects. So the thing that brought the question was, I used informant and listening on Cassian to judge where to drop bombs. Right. And so I had flipped his Guri dial and saw what he was doing. And he wanted to advance sensors right there before I could drop proximity mines on his Guri.
0: Uh, Yeah, that shouldn't work like that.
2: No, but it's it's interesting seeing a rule question that you had brought up, oh, like, that I had brought I up in the guide. guide.
0: Yeah. yeah, you were the pain in the ass that made them do more yes. work. That's cool, man.
2: Yeah. I actually have, like, <laughs> right two on. more of those in there this time, too.
1: <laughs> I so, don't want to be the guy that writes these rules. Sorry, FFG, that's a lot of work.
2: It is. I should apologize so, uh, sorry for the semicolon problem
0: no no they got to get their semantics right down there at ffG I did also for throwing out apologies uh, I did want to apologize to Mike he was a little worried that he got this list shown on our stream and now I'm actually you know airing it out for the whole internet to hear. He was <laughs> worried he didn't want other people playing it. Uh, I'm really sorry, Mike, and I know that you're like three feet taller than me and you could kick my ass, but I had to put it out there, man. It was too good. It's too. It's uh, it's a lot of uh, annoying ships, and I want other people to play it against you now.
2: You should take pride in a, his list becoming a netlist.
1: I would love that to happen with mine.
2: <laughs> I had my K-Wings taken.
1: What, four K-Wings?
2: Uh, Three K-Wings. Oh, okay. uh, Quackshot used it in one of the um Galactic qualifying.
1: Yeah, normally you see the four, but three is interesting.
2: He he took the three with informant and Cassian and Sabine and Miranda. I gave him I'm like, you use it. Go ahead. Go. And he did great with it. Very happy to see that. That's awesome. Do you, Lou? Yep. Your jankiest list? that's done well.
1: So I've, I've had this list on a few different streams. I got top 8 in the uh, Death Rain Destruction Derby with it. Uh, mind you, that was I-4 and below only. So I got uh, a bunch of I-4s here. It's for Scum. It's Leno Rizian, and the Scum Falcon with an autopilot drone. Uh, Assage Ventress and the Lancer. And Victor Hell and the KiraX fighter. So I I think that this supplies as jank, just because you don't see a lot of um, control lists such as like stress control in 2.0. Um, Victor Hell is definitely not a common ship that you can that you see.
0: The hell, you barely see the KiraX at all.
1: Yeah, or Orlando, or the Scum Falcon, for that yeah. matter. Uh, well,
0: you you fly it a lot. Yeah.
1: So I love this list because I love the Scum Falcon and I love flying it. I'm still trying to tame the Lancer. It's a, not an easy uh, beast to tame. And then uh, Victor Hell, he's kind of my bait. Um, Lando uh, Lando has Trickshot, Triple Zero, Kira, Dangar Gunner, and Lando's Money Falcon. Mind Undo- you. Lando went down 7 points um, in the last update. So I didn't have Danger before when I was flying it, and I did not have any contraband cybernetics on my other ships. Uh, Then I have the naked autopilot drone. Oh, sorry, I also have the title on the Falcon. I'm not sure if I said that. You
0: did, but I was going to ask, can you read out what it is? I don't remember what it is.
1: The title?
0: Yeah, the title. Lando's Falcon.
1: Uh, it says that you may uh, have one um, auto, or um, escape raft docked with you. And while you have it docked, you can treat those shields as your own.
0: Oh, right, right, right. I remember that.
1: And then while you perform a primary attack against a stressed ship, roll one additional attack die, giving him that uh, third die, which is really handy. And... Uh, that's why I try to put as much stress control in here as possible. I have triple zero on him. I got Assage in there additioning up stress at the beginning of the engagement phase and for alarm crew contraband hibernecks shadow caster title on Assage for alarm uh, giving me those two ion tokens to prevent the defender from spending either or from spending green tokens so I can use it and kind of ignore. Um, their calculates or their Evades or their Focuses. And then, uh, and that kind of gets a tractor beam on that ship. I got them all stressed up and I can barrel roll them or boost them into Victor Hell or Lando's Ark. Uh, Victor Hell has Contraband Cybernetics and Stealth Device. And Victor Hell's ability in case you're unaware after you defend, if you did not roll exactly two defense dice, the attacker gains one stress token. So, all I-4s except for the escape craft all has some kind of stress mechanic, and it's all a pain in the ass.
2: <laughs> so, I'm laughing about this because we didn't really talk about our list at all prior to this. Yep. I have a similar jank list that I love flying to that
1: yeah, uh, I'll, uh, I'll also mention, because of the point adjustment, um, you can take Autopilot drone and Lando off, and you can fit Koshka in there, which gets rerolls from Stretch Chips. Um, Koshka with triple zero. But yeah, what was your list? My list is Forlom
2: in the G1A, with Elusive, Advanced Sensors, Steven the Navigator, Mishunter, Asage with um, Sense, Ketsu Ono, and the Shadowcaster title. And uh, Victor Hell with Stealth Device.
1: Victor. I bet, yeah, that's all. It's uh, You can't fit a lot of ships when you're trying to make a certain kind of mechanic-like stress work. You need those crew and those yep. just to...
2: Now, I sometimes switch out Victor Hell for Sarasu, but I prefer Victor for the punch. Hmm. But um, my Forlom with advanced sensors, sees a navigator is great. I love it because you can always do a red maneuver. You're always uh you're performing an action, then assage you're sensing, so you have a general idea sometimes where they are, and then you can seize a navigator at. To do the red action, get the calculate with that, so you're double modded with four alarm. Nice. And then you're passing that off. And elusive gives you a reroll, and you're always doing the red maneuvers. So.
1: Yeah, that was um, when I was first designing this list. I was going to have four alarm instead of Victor Hell. And I put it in for a list of the week on GSP. One one night, and Marcel messed with it and put Victor Hell in there instead.
2: Ah, yeah.
1: And I was able to fit more on Lando, and then also fit like four and stuff on Asajj. Every points update, Asajj goes down, and the Scum and the skunk Falcon went down this time
2: because so no one can find a good user it yet. yet. Yeah.
1: Shadowcaster is expensive but I think it's worth it for this archetype
2: so with a large base of force user at 69 points is that one of the more the cheaper force users
1: well Ray is 68
2: okay so nope never mind I think Asajj needs to come down cheaper
1: Ray is arguably better yes. But then again, it's uh, she's cheaper than any of the Rebel Falcons as well. But Ray is amazing. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I have put together. I classify as Jankus because it's got ships in here that you almost never see. And it's kind of a one-trick pony. And If one of them goes down... The rest of the list kind of falls apart.
2: Yep. I also, for jank, you know, I love my... I get, it used to be jank, but now more and more people are using it. The uh, Seaver with Snapshot and I like Layden with Snapshot. I think you can do a lot with scum. Mm-hmm. Just with, like, stuff that is out there that no one uses.
1: Just, just not Chewbacca crew.
2: <laughs> no.
1: That's that's worthless.
2: No. Four points is too expensive for that crew. I tried to make it work. For any listeners, if you play TTS, I would recommend checking out uh Hex streaming. Great uh Twitch where they play. And he has bounties and I think two months ago he had a Chewbacca crew bounty. And I made it work. I got the wins, but it is not a good crew.
1: It wasn't because of Chewbacca. We'll just say that.
2: No. It was because of Layden and uh, Sarah, and uh, of, um, Seaver. So
1: what else do you got in your list?
2: For my list, it's like, so I have my stress list, but then I have another list. I made two. I love just making lists. It's one of my favorite pastimes. Seeing what I can put.
0: That's kind of cool. So, I have no mind for that. Like that's why I kind of just net list, right? Like, I look at the cards, and it's like I'm looking at Greek letters. I don't. I, I don't know. I just <laughs> steal from all
1: you smart guys. You don't remember one Just going through your binder, putting stuff together, adding up with a calculator.
0: Yeah. Those were the as, days. Long as, as long as I could push put push the limit and TLT in there, I was fine. Don't worry about it.
2: So, my latest list that i've been running though a lot that is pretty out there with janky and it's one of my favorite lists right now actually beats spam tax a few times um is what i call flying bombs so i start off with Tirani. okay so i have Tirani with snapshot contraband cybernetics and r5tk and cluster missiles
1: what does the R5-TK do again?
2: R5-TK allows you to perform attacks against your own ships.
1: Okay. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: So it's Tarani with Snapshot, Cluster, R5-TK, Contraband, Cybernetics.
1: Okay. It's P8 that lets you do the reroll.
2: Yes. Okay. Uh, Then I have four binary pirate headhunters. All with Deadman Switch and Electronic Baffle. That's, uh... And I finish it off with Gargor in the M3A and Auto Blasters. Oh, Munitions Failsafe on Tarani as well. Forgot to mention that.
1: You want to Tur- tell us what Gargor does for viewers? Yes. The-
2: Gargor is that? after you defend. So after the M3A, Gargor defends. Each other ship at range zero suffers a crit. And then, so each binary pirate has Deadman Switch, Electronic, Baffle. So the whole concept of the list is each binary pirate takes a lock on each other. Tarani takes a lock on Gargor. And I'm spread out and I close in on them. If Gargor gets a bump, I can shoot cluster missiles at Gargor with Tarani. Cancel with munitions failsafe, which then would trigger Gargor, and then shoot it at somebody else. And in case anyone doesn't doesn't know, also with Tirani, his ability after you perform after you perform an attack, each enemy ship in your bullseye suffers one damage unless it removes one green token.
1: Yeah, I love Tarani.
2: And something great with the binary pirates and the reason why I take locks on them as well is that counts as a red token electronic baffle lets you remove a red token if you suffer damage so I have full control over my binary pirates when they're going to explode oh goodness okay
1: that's definitely
0: uh... so you can purposely choose to blow them up
2: to make every ship around it suffer one damage.
0: Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. That's that's scummy. I like that. That's what the, that should be the flavor of the faction.
1: That's some crazy change. I
2: yeah. have like killed a Vader. And a, <clears throat> like one of my games, I killed a Vader and a Merrick Steel. In one turn by using Tarani to shoot one of the binary pirates. One of my own ships. I shot one of my own ships to blow up to well, change. That's
1: badass,
0: man. That's badass.
1: It almost reminds me of um, Saw on Hera, and you're on your last health. It's like, is this shot gonna kill that ship? Am I gonna kill myself to kill you? It's <laughs> uh, funny. I like so, it.
2: So, see, I I love stuff like that and interactions and things you can pull. But yeah, this is Scum Faction. This should be, you know, I don't know if y'all saw the forums, but people were complaining when they announced that the Ski Shuttle Tarix could get um, illicit slots. Everyone was complaining. Well, that takes away the Scum identity. But I think the true Scum identity is pulling stuff like this and making it, like, really
1: disgusting looking. Absolutely. I don't know if there's a lot of other jank that I play. 2.0 um,
2: kind of like, I mean, for me at least, has eliminated some of it. Like, there was a lot more in 1.0. You could pull off.
1: Absolutely. The only thing I can think of it is maybe flying the resistance bombers. Like a double resistance bomber monster. Something like that. And then I, I flew in the, the fly better jank tank. But that was a completely random list. I had no control over it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how they're using the term jank tank, right? It's not it's more like throw the cards up in the air and you get what you get.
1: Yeah, they uh, the way it works is for those kind of tournaments they give you two choices. You get two you, you pick your faction, then they give you a random faction as well, and then they they give you um, a random list for both. So that was. Uh, I'm not sure if they're doing another one anytime soon, but they do that in fast um, Well, at least last time. But yeah, there's. I'm just looking quickly through my Aspie list to see if there's really something I have to put together.
2: I have a lot of weird stuff in my asby list.
1: I think, like every once in a while, I delete everything and kind of start over.
2: A lot of times, I and don't save stuff, and that makes it difficult in a way. Um, oh, I I was on uh, the GSP fly night, flight night one time, and I had to build a list with the Skurg. I think that was a fun list.
1: I always want to put it on the table, and I never end up doing it. Here. Yeah, but if I think that you're right. If you're gonna build jank, Scum is probably the place to go. There's a lot of options. I mean, a lot of people, when you go to Scum, you're leaning towards your bobas, or your M3A swarms. But I think that there's a lot more to discover.
2: I think overall there's a lot to discover with everything. It's just people get dead set in one way. So I think for a good ending, anyone have – I'm a teacher, and I always teach with stories. I always tell my students I have a story for any occasion. Um, Anyone have a good X-Wing story? I know I have my favorite X-Wing story of me flying. Uh, I'll go first with this. Um, It was back in 1.0, but – kind of fits the topic as well. I call it, it's the nose it's a nosebleed story. It's when I cause my opponent to have a nosebleed.
0: That
2: and we were, it was in a regional um and I was flying a Jankless in 1.0. It was Sarasu with Tractor Beam. Genesis Red with HLC. Laid in Ashara with I want to say either Mangler Cannon or HLC, and then my crowning ship, my favorite, like the best ship in that list, uh, Palab in the Hawk with Determination, TLT, and Greedo.
1: I think you just triggered everyone.
2: <laughs> with the TLT, yes, and especially how I used it, because how TLT got ruled and I checked with every judge when I played and it was ruled this way because I knew it was going to be ruled this way. TLT triggers on the first damage card dealt by TLT. I mean, Greedo triggers the first damage dealt by TLT, either if it's the first shot or the second shot. The first damage card dealt by TLT was fate would be face up with Greedo. Now, back then, Greedo would also always trigger on you. Which is why I had Determination. My opponent had Backdraft. I also had Pulse Ray Shield on polyb Back then, Pulse Ray Shield, you could recover a shield with an Ion token.
1: Oh, God, I feel dirty just listening to that. <laughs>
2: he had Backdraft, so Backdraft was dealing, could deal a crit when shot behind. So he kept shooting polyb And so he would deal two crits. We get two crits through. So shield and then crit face up. And with determination, determination said, if you get dealt a pilot crit, discard it. So first card I flip up, pilot crit, discard. Next turn I regen, moved ion one forward, TLT shot, kept getting him down, shot pile up again. Dealt two damage, shield, and then okay, face up card, pilot, discarded. It happened five times in a row. Oh man. And by the fifth time, his he started his nose started to bleed. And we were playing on the uh, judge's fancy Coruscant mat and our judge stopped the game, told him go to the bathroom get that do not bleed on my mat <laughs> and came back. So we had like an extra 15 minutes from that. But that's one of my favorite X-Wing stories where I caused someone to have a nosebleed.
1: Triggered him so hard that a blood vessel popped.
0: Yep. <laughs> and, and well, at least it, you explained it. When you, when you first said it, I thought you just gave him the five finger death punch to the nose.
2: It, it kind of probably felt that way after being dealt the fifth of uh,
0: it was, crit. it was the mental punch to the nose, yeah.
1: Just think that people think that soul, or um, impervium Plating is really good. Just remember Determination existed. <laughs> Man, I missed Determination. All that is blocked from my memory. Yeah, I honestly... My story would have to be a 1.0 story as well. This was my first tournament. I went up with my cousin, Alec, Um it was shortly after I got introduced to the game chamber and everybody there um, and it was my first tournament it was about 30 people and it was at the GRX at, um, at their store Flint I believe is the name of the store yeah and uh, so this is my second or third game and I just brought my double falcons, Chewie and Lando and I'm flying along just shooting people wherever I want because, you know, 360 turrets having a great time I won one game that day and that was against my cousin <laughs> I had one game against Mark De Bruin uh, and then my second or third game I, I played it against um, I believe it was uh, Gregory, Chandler Burns there he had my first encounter with a real meta list and that was the Joust Arrow list with the Harpoon Missiles Joust Arrow, Tarani, all that oh man, that's a tough list so he he um what did you call it back then when you just keep bumping into each other to stay still oh, Uh,
2: castling, fortressing
1: so he was fortressing, fortressing for, and, and for the whole game until I got up there with my Falcons to start shooting. And then he unloaded everything and he killed both my Falcons in two turns. And it, so my game was done in less than 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. So I got to go downstairs and talk to everybody and uh it was my first real experience dealing with the metal list and i think from that point forward is when i tried to actually look things up and kind of put more thought into my list building and it was a great day bohan won the whole thing and then uh, that checks out yeah with his sheath of peds and whatever else he was flying that day and i while he was playing his last game we promised to give him a ride home so Alex and I stuck around and just played a little game on the side. That meant nothing, but I thought it was a fun day. And it was definitely eye-opening to see what a list could do that I'd never really experienced before, because that was only a couple months before 2.0 came out. And hmm. I, I didn't realize what 1.0 had that was so scary. Anyway, that's uh, kind of my spiel. I remember it well because it was my very first tournament, and my feet hurt. I shouldn't have more, worn my Converse that day, but yeah, that's what I got.
0: I don't have any 1.0 stories, but I would. It i, I have to be a lot of the stuff that yeah. I. Oh yeah, no, that's cool. I, I, a lot of the stuff that I remember though is tournament based. Like, well, one of the like one of the better things that happened is Bohan mentoring us at Ewok Squadron while he was still at the store. That's a great. That's a great story, but I think probably my first tournament was a lot the same as your experience there. I don't even remember what list I brought. I just remember the experience more than anything. I, uh, we drove all the way out to Toronto, so it was a full day's thing. Actually, I drove there on my own. I didn't even really know anybody yet. I think I'd been playing about a month and uh, barely probably knew how my cards or anything worked. I didn't win a game the whole day. I just kept losing and going down the table. But everybody was so friendly and so helpful and reassuring and encouraging. Uh, there's just, there's just no way that you couldn't get addicted to playing this game when everybody you meet is so friendly and open. Nobody was ever rubbing it in my face, or you know, if I'm I was maybe probably holding up the game at some points, or or you know, stopping to read my cards. Uh, nobody had a problem with that. They were totally willing to help out. Or, and even, not, we, didn't ba- we didn't roll back maneuvers, but you know, if I was taking a target lock instead of the focus when I'm about to be swarmed by three ships, they would kind of be like, hey, you should probably take a, a focus there. You're not going to get to shoot. <laughs> you don't need the target lock. It, I, just the incredible friendliness of people that I had never met with uh, and their patience with someone who barely knew what they were doing. That, that's kind of what hooked me into continuing to play anyways. That's something I always remember.
1: That's awesome. And it's nice to see that, shout out to all X-Wing players in the X-Wing community, when you're playing a game X-Wing, if you're new to the game, or if you're a veteran at the game, most if not all players are friendly. It's not, for me, it's it's pretty. It's a rare experience when someone's nasty.
0: Yeah, exactly. And actually, that that kind of, I mean, I don't That's tell. People. I am.
1: I'm proud of our community and what we've been able to accomplish. Oh um, yeah. Getting that newer th- players into the game and not just veterans who are salty all the time. As and, I, and when it comes to the new
0: players, team. like I try to, you know, uh, other than last Saturday where I said I stomped on that on the one player. That was a tournament, but you know, I would like change... If I knew I was playing someone who's new, especially since I've had those great experiences, I try to bring out a, a softer list and not let the opponent win, but I want to make sure a new player gets a win in their first game. That helps yep. you keep coming back too, right? If, if you just get smoked and you have an NP, yeah, not a negative play experience, Well, why would you come back, right?
1: Yeah, like I've heard... Horror stories from people playing Warhammer, or and, Magic, or Magic. It can uh, it can be a little cringy what people are willing to do to win and to and just their just their head is just up their ass the whole time and there's nothing nothing else in the world to them besides winning or just shoving in your face, but honestly i don't think i remember a time vividly where someone was super nasty of, of course i have a handful of times where you can tell that they're not having fun while they're playing that happens but that happens yeah. you can have a bad game and but that doesn't stop you from continuing to try and get better and
0: Hey, I've even seen I've even seen someone flip the table, but they calmed down I've, and apologized after. To be fair, it was Armada. They were playing next to us, but, you know.
2: I've seen a cursing match happen.
1: Were they just swearing every other word?
2: Well, it, it like, got really heated, and it just yelling and screaming. Pretty much because it was in 1.0, a guy fast-played someone else, like, made him skip <laughs>
1: Oh, so it's always... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...in certain phases. Okay.
2: And, I mean, that's why the don't be a jerk ruling in the ROG is out.
1: Yep, you can't... At least on purpose, you can't have a missed opportunity. You can't be like, oh, you want to move your ships on a system phase. You can't... you, You can't just forget to mention that somebody could drop a bomb or use crack shot yep. if you can help it there's no gotcha x-wing anymore hopefully
0: which you know I don't know that I ever saw a
1: lot of that anyways yeah it's uh, a good it one it only happened in high end play like, the even in high
2: end play it doesn't really happen
1: but I mean, you could go to the beginning of activation phase, and say, "Sorry, you missed your chance to yep. drop the bomb," but now you can't do that anymore, which is good. But yeah, thanks, X-wing. This is why. This is why. Uh, there's so many, so much social media, so many podcasts around this game. People love it. They love coming back to it.
2: I mean, as you can tell, I love talking about it. So do y'all. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Well, hopefully, um, like I said before, anybody listening, if you want to come in and chat with us, you're more than welcome. We'll try and... Uh, or even if you want to play a game, uh, game chamber, they're playing games every Tuesday. Uh, yeah. And there, is there, there's nothing happening in person with you right now, right, Tracy? Not at all. You can also find us on t- uh, some of us on TTS.
0: Yeah, unless you're in the London area, probably TTS is the best way to play against us. And like I said, you am always Squadron available on Instagram. Yeah, these guys are man. They play tons. I, I don't get on TTS that much, but I should. I don't know why. I'm lazy. That's why. All right.
2: That's all I have for tonight.
0: Well, that was a blast. Let's do it again soon.
2: Agreed. I mean, new ships are coming out end of this month.
1: Yeah, we just had the um, LAT, HMP, and Psy shuttle all come out. Uh, what's the next wave?
2: Next wave is the Tide Brute and the Heralds of Hope expansion. Oh my god.
1: Oh yeah, gotta buy all of that. I still need to go out and pick up my other stuff. I've already paid for it. Oh cool! Yes,
0: I I just unpacked my or unboxed, sorry, my uh, L A T yesterday before we went out. Man, what a, a like a, a thick, heavy, substantial model. It's so nice. I can't wait to play that. Unfortunately, I'm going camping. Not unfortunately, I'm going camping this week, so I won't get to play. But next week, Warthog is coming out.
1: Yeah, Warthog seems really solid. Are you gonna throw a bunch of force users on him?
0: Uh unfortunately I bought 3 of the Nabu Starfighters and they need to get used at least once so I'm going to try that first.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bought two HMPs. I'll I'll see if that gets uh well, I'll wrap them right away for um, if, or if I'll stick with my old stuff for now.
0: Actually, I got two LATs so I don't know if there's a list there
1: but we'll see. Well, at least you got the pretty model. Yes. Well, that's all I have for tonight.
0: All right, let's wrap this sucker up then. Everybody, check you later.
1: Y'all
2: have a good night. That was fun.